0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit KPulpit.co.za Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox on Cape Pulpit. I have another question for you. There were five extraordinary events that occurred after Christ died. Five extraordinary events that occurred after Christ died. What happened? What happened? As Christ gave up his spirit on the cross, immediately after that, there were certain things that had happened. If you've got your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 27, and you'll read, you'll read with me these five things that happened. And there's a reason for each one, okay? Reason for each one. Matthew chapter 27, verse 51, okay, says here, the earth shook, large rocks broke apart. The curtain in the temple sanctuary was split into two parts from top to bottom. There was an earthquake. There was a, The stones of creation cried out when the Creator died. The stones of creation cried out when the Creator died. Now this could just be a coincidence. I mean, everybody knows that the Middle East, you know, there's always earthquakes happening every now and then. They destroyed whole cities. I've been to Turkey. Uh, where the seven, uh, seven churches of Asia were mentioned in the book of Revelation, or the Revelation, most of those cities were destroyed by earthquakes, completely destroyed by earthquakes, and they were rebuilt and destroyed again. So, perhaps you could look at this and say, well, this is sort of like in an earthquake area anyway. So, this was just like a coincidence, okay? Christ died, and then there was an earthquake. It says here, even the stones broke apart. This wasn't just a shaking, you know, like a shaking, right? This is where stones themselves broke apart, okay? This occurred immediately after his death. So, that's the first thing that happened. Then in verse 51, you will also read that the curtain, the veil in the temple sanctuary was split into two parts, from the top to the bottom, from the top to the bottom. Now, this was a special curtain created for the temple. A special curtain created for the temple. It separated the holies from the holy of holies. The high priest could only enter the holy of holies once a year. Once a year. To atone for the sins of the nation. It was curtained off and nobody could go in. Nobody else could go in. That was it. It was done like that. Okay? Uh, In Exodus chapter 26, there's... Instructions about this curtain. And you shall make a veil of blue and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine uh, uh, twined linen. It shall be made with the cherubim skillfully worked upon it, and you shall hang it on the four pillars of the acacia overlaid with gold, with hooks of gold, on four bases of silver. And you shall hang the curtain from the clasps, and bring the ark of the testimony in there within the veil, and the veil shall separate you from the holy place, from the most holy. So it was a large, heavy curtain, a large, heavy curtain. And notice, it was torn from top to bottom, top to bottom. Now, was this the result of the earthquake? Well, I can't tell you that. I don't know. But I can tell you, though, if it's torn from the top to bottom, obviously God said, I'm finished with the way I've been working with you. You had the law. Now we're going into the grace because of the blood of my son. So from the top to the bottom, we don't need the holy of holies anymore. Okay? We don't need the holy of holies anymore. If you want to read more about this, you can go to the the book of Hebrews. It explains it very, very well. Okay? Christ's blood confirmed the sacrifice normally made by the high priest during once a year. In Hebrews chapter 10, just two, three verses from 19, this is what the writer says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God. Jesus is our new high priest. We don't need a high priest anymore. We don't need one. We don't need a priest at all. In fact, other places in Hebrews, you will hear that Jesus is our high priest and our apostle. He is the one who leads the church. He is the one in whose footsteps we follow. So, the first, one, first thing is the earthquake, the earthquake, okay, that broke open the stones. The creator of the world died, and the stones themselves cried out. Well, what else happened? Matthew chapter 27, starting from, from verse 52. Tombs were opened. After Jesus rose from the grave, many holy people who had died were raised from the dead too. They left their tombs and went into Jerusalem and appeared to many people. What? What? Tombs were opened. People, holy people, walking You know, they they have this joke in America called the zombie apocalypse, right? Well, as if the zombies were going to come out of their graves and, and start this and. Some people, they know it's a horror story, but some people get very nervous when you mention it. But here, holy people, their tombs were opened and they came out? What? I can't even imagine what that would be like. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Paul writes about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, for since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in turn. Christ, the firstfruits, and when he comes, those then those who belong to him. Now, I must be honest with you, I don't quite understand about the holy people's being raised from the dead out of their tombs and what happened to them after that, I don't know. Okay, to me, it's it's an absolutely extraordinary thing for it to happen. But this is what the Bible says happened, and I believe it. I must believe it. Okay, I must believe what it says. Okay, and then another thing occurred. Matthew chapter twenty-seven and verse forty-five. Just backing up a few verses here. Matthew chapter twenty-seven, verse forty-five. This is what this is what uh, Matthew wrote. At about three o'clock, Jesus shouted loudly, Eli, Eli, lema sabagnathi, which means, my God, my God, why did you abandon me? Some of the men standing there heard this, and they said, this man is calling for Elijah. This man is calling for Elijah. And, you know, and okay, you have to understand that there was a whole lot going at the cross of Jesus, A whole lot going at the cross of Jesus, right? Uh, and there was darkness from noon till three p.m. there was darkness. Now you might say, oh well that's just an eclipse. Well there's a little bit of a problem with that. There's a little bit of a problem with that. An eclipse only occurs when the moon is between the sun and the earth. And the Passovers are always done at a full moon. At a full moon. So the moon was in exactly the wrong position. Exactly the wrong position. So it could not have been it could not have been it could not have been an eclipse, you know, and I neglected to read verse forty five there was forty there was darkness over the whole land from noon until three o'clock in the afternoon that's what matthew chapter twenty seven and verse forty five says so we've had an earthquake, we've had this extraordinary event of people being raised from the dead walking in Jerusalem we've had this idea that God has finished his covenant of the Old Testament with us by the veil being torn from top to bottom, and Christ entering the Holy of Holies and sanctifying us once and for all through his blood. Wow. Then in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 54, and I'll try to get it right this time, okay, Matthew 27 and verse 54, another extraordinary event happened here. There was a Roman army officer and some of his men guarding Jesus. When they saw the earthquake and other things that had happened, they were very frightened. And then they said, this man was really, truly God's son. This man was, what were they seeing? Now, you've got to understand that uh, Romans were um, very spiritually attuned people. We don't give them this credit. You know, they had house gods. They went to the temples and they prayed to false gods for victory in war, for for love, for children, for illness and healing and things. They did everything like that. So here's a man who was not condemned by Pilate, Pontius Pilate, at his trial, but yet handed over to a mob who demanded his crucifixion. This Roman army officer, a centurion in uh, other gospels, was responsible of the death squad. There was a death, death squad by a, a, in the Roman army that were there to crucify people. That's what they did. He was there for that, making sure they did their job. Did they do their job? Yes. Christ died. Christ died. And the Roman centurion, hearing what was going on, he even probably heard the conversation between Jesus and the two thieves. And one of them sang to Christ, please remember me. Please remember me when you come to your kingdom. And Christ says, today you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. So, what did this centurion see that convinced him of Christ's deity? What had convinced him? What did he see? What did he hear? He'd heard the mark, the mocking and the taunting, demanding that Jesus come down from the cross. He heard the mourning of the women, he heard the confession of one of the criminals being crucified. He saw the darkness and experienced the earthquake. Wow. And yet, despite all this, Christ asks for his Father to forgive everyone. That must have touched this centurion's heart. Must have touched. So these five things happen after Christ died. Five these five things—the earthquake, the veil being torn, the darkness, those being raised from the dead, and finally, a centurion confessing in front of everyone, in front of his own soldiers. Surely, this was the Son of God. Well, what is the Son of God for you today? Is he that person? Is he that person? Is he the Son of God? Like the Roman centurion, are you going to give him that that, uh, honor and glory in your life? I truly hope so. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m.,